the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little Andrea Mitchell looks terrible. She looks like Dustin Hoffman with a wig on. In the meantime, we've got a lot to talk about. Now, Joe Biden, they have sets now in the White House, because Joe Biden cannot move around. He's an 80-year-old dementia patient. So they have a set where it looks like he went somewhere and he didn't go anywhere. So they talk about fees on credit cards and they pretend to be middle out and bottom up and all that other gaga. In the meantime, what is really happening is the American people are the most propagandized people on the planet right now. And they have to be because we're led by the most corrupt government this country has ever seen. So you're starting to wake up. We're starting to be aware. What do you mean we're, we're spending double on food stamps? We spend $127 billion on food stamps. That's why the people who live on that stuff, they're quiet now, and they'll vote for Democrats because they're becoming more wealthy than the working man. And that's the trick. That's where we are. But see, even they were starting to lose support for supporting the other most corrupt country, only this one's in Europe, called Ukraine. So now we're going to... Stoke up a little propaganda, a little fear, because the government doesn't know its ass from anywhere. That's how the Pentagon loses $6 trillion in 20 years. But all of a sudden today, they have found the enemy, and it's, you guessed it, the Russians. From CNN is reporting that, quote, several U.S. federal government agencies have been hit with a global cyber attack. Now, this attack exploits a vulnerability in widely used software. The U.S. Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency said that they are working urgently to understand impacts and ensure timely remediation. It's not immediately clear if the hackers are part of a Russian-speaking ransomware group that has claimed credit for a number of other situations in the hacking campaign. Is it a guy with one of those concentration camp hairdos named Peggy? Is that who's shaking us down? You see, the knee-jerk reaction, oh, the Russians. I mean, after all, you were able to impeach a president twice because of a phony lie. And you're able to send hundreds of billions of dollars to the most corrupt pretend country Europe ever had in a kickback scheme that goes right back to Joe Wetpants. And the American people buy it. So now we got to stoke up a little support. So we'll say we were cyber attacked. But how do we know it's them and not the Chinese Communist Party who is growing their military and sabotaging our industries, infiltrating our schools, our colleges, and undermining Americanism as we know it? And they own a lot of politicians, including the farter. Taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help them cheat and elect. That's right. The only, the only person that would sleep with him was a Chinese hooker by the name of Fang Fang who could keep her eye on the ball. In the meantime, Joe Biden doesn't know if it's Tuesday or July. So he's in his pretend studio where he's giving speeches about helping you 
even though he's destroying the quality of your life. And supporting the enemies, both foreign and domestic, that bribed his corrupt, wrinkled old derriere. You get junk fees across all industries. I want to thank... You want to talk about junk fees? You know what I think a junk fee is, Squirrel? Tax. I think tax on my salary, it's a junk fee. It goes to that junk and that mafia that keeps wasting my money and paying themselves off. Members of Congress who are working on legislation to address these junk fees and ticketing, lodging, and other industries. This is... I'm not sure, Squirrel, because the dementia eating his brain like Pac-Man. I think he said ticketing, but I don't know. Let's, let, let's listen again. Let's see if he can articulate the words. You get junk fees across all industries. I want to thank members of Congress who are working on legislation to address these junk fees and ticketing, lodging, and other industries. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's ticketing, but who knows. Can we get a dementia translator here, please? This is real transparency, which leads to more competition. Brings down costs for working Americans, keeps growing our economy from the middle out and the bottom up, not the top down. And I'm going to now turn over to Leo. What's hidden in this is that rich people have gotten massively richer and the working people are now falling off into that welfare role, which is the explanation why the only real growth industry in this country is welfare and government. Our director of my National Economic Council to start a discussion. So thank you. Mr. President, can you tell us what you want Lincoln to achieve in China, sir? What would you like Lincoln to achieve in China, sir? Yes, I've spoken with him and talked about... That's kind of news. Did you speak to Xi? You know, your overlord, Grasshopper? Did you speak to him? He says, yes, I spoke to him. I didn't hear that anywhere. Did you hear that, Squirrel? Eh, nobody cares. About that later, that's not what this is about. And on the cyber attack today, sir, can you say anything about the cyber attack today for us? No. Brilliant. Brilliant. Because you stuck, you had to stick to your script. And you must stick to your script. Otherwise, you say all kinds of stupid stuff. Not just from oil shields, but did you know, Squirrel, apparently we're building a railroad from California all the way across the water. How are we going to do that? We're going to win and we're going to help. We have plans to build a railroad from the Pacific all the way across the Indian Ocean. We're- How do you... I, I, how are you going to do hey, 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 moron, I know your dimwit crack-smoking son sat on the board of Amtrak, so something tells me they have exclusivity. But uh, any plans on that? We have plans to build in, 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 in Angola, one of the largest solar plants in the world. I could go on, but I'm not. I'm going off script. I'm going to get in trouble. Yes, the people might see you're crazy. And you're suffering from all kinds of mental illness. We're going to Angola now? What the hell are we going to do in Angola? Why don't you fix something like, I don't know, Pennsylvania? Can you do that, dummy? In the meantime... Why did the Now, the reporter is asking, why does the FBI, file, the FBI file and the Ukrainians refer to you as the big guy? Why do you ask such a dumb question? And to a certain extent, for once, the dementia patient is right. They refer to him as the big guy because he's bigger than his crack-smoking son, number one, and he was the vice president when they were bribing him. Explosive claims now from an Israeli energy expert with ties to Hunter Biden's Chinese business partners. The New York Post, Miranda Devine, is reporting Dr. Gal Luft learned Hunter used a mole within the FBI named One Eye to tip him off and to tip off his Chinese business Now, how do you think you're going to find them? You think he actually has one eye? Or maybe he has a hair lip and it's a distraction. 
partners about federal investigations that they were potentially involved in. Luft claims that he told federal investigators this in 2019, but the Department of Justice ignored it. Joining us right now is Kansas Congressman, member of the House Oversight and House Appropriations Committee, Jake LaTurner. And Congressman, it's great to see you this morning. Thanks very much. This keeps happening uh, over and over again. The reason I played that is the only show, the only show that I watch on Fox News, Maria Bartiroma is exactly correct. This keeps happening over and over and over again. It's happened since Barack Obama was in the White House. We have evidence of corruption and failure. And now at this point, you're almost used to it. So how could this possibly happen? How could it happen? And there I was, scouring the Internet. And thanks to Dennis Prager and Prager University, I figured out how it happened. Here are some college kids. These are actual students who, by the way, you're going to end up paying for their tuition, not just the kids you already work and sweat for. You're going to pay off these strangers, these morons, these Democrats. Are you a U.S. citizen? I am indeed. How's your civics knowledge? Horrible. I have no clue. What civics? Bruh. What three branches make up the government? Oh, yeah. No, I can't pass it. <laughs> what two parts make up Congress? How old do you have to be to be president? I know it's in the 50s. Who runs the executive branch? Let me look that up real quick. Who did we declare independence from? Like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> Spain? Great Britain. Oh. Do you guys remember the, the giants, you know, war that we fought? No? Nobody remembers that? How many members of the U.S. House of Representatives are there? Eight. Four. Eight. Twelve. There's eight. Twelve. 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 No, there's twelve. There's eight. There's twelve. Are you listening Come to on, the future? Man. Seriously, this is why we're in this pickle. These idiots will believe anything, and they get their education for free? Good thing, because it isn't worth anything. 435. And now, let's go to the Biden administration that hires these same morons. This is uh, during a Senate testimony, and there's a good senator by the name of Mullen, and he is interviewing an appointee of the Biden administration, and her name is irrelevant because so is she. Thank you, Chairman. <clears throat> Ms. Bradford, in your testimony, did I understand you? All right, it's Bradford. I tried to get it out of her. Right, so did she want to end all plastic manufacturing? I said the plastics industry must be stopped. So does that mean end plastic manufacturing? I mean, in my dream world, sure. But I think that, so, um, oh, so well, what, go ahead. No, so I, I, and I don't mean to be condescending here. I just point out what's going to replace your glasses. Um, like, so I you do wear your know. glasses around your face? They're, they're made of plastic. Maybe. No, I don't know what they're made out of. They are. <clears throat> oh, this, is some, this is somebody in power. This is a bureaucrat. She's an idiot. Like every one of these idiots. She's an entitled moron who lives in a fantasy world. And when she said, in my dream world, that's our problem. You see, we're governed by their dream world. They have absolutely no foothold in any reality. None. She has no idea the kind of blessing her life is. The conveniences. That is why this is the return of the primitives. And they are hell-bent on destroying our quality of life and our economy. Because in their world, there's no such thing as private citizenship. You're all just part of this collective, whore, pay-to-play scheme that is our government, unfortunately. And I'll just point out some things here, because I just want to be realistic when we're having conversations, because when statements are made like this, 
I just want to... See, he's got the patience to be a good... He's probably a good dad. Probably a nice guy. Because you have to talk to him like they're a little kid. So follow along, honey. Open people's eyes and say, well, what... Okay, that's easy to say, but what's the solution? Your water bottle in front of you. Uh-huh. This one. Yes. That plastic? That yeah. one. The lid is. That's plastic. Right. So I would say to your question that I would first be concerned about single-use plastics, and then we can talk about... Oh, no, no, now her her little brain, an alarm went off, and she said, wait a minute, everyone knows I'm an idiot. So let me put on the college voice, and we'll talk about single-use plastics. Your your cell phone there, the plastic? The cases, but it's glass because I broke the the screen screen yesterday. The components made out of it's not plastic? They are. The water that you filled that water bottle up with, um, where'd you fill that water bottle up out of? A water filling station. All right. And <clears throat> Fountain. It was delivered by a drink station that was plastic. I didn't oh. check. The edges are. The uh-huh. piping coming to it. Now, you have a couple of choices with the piping. Um, we could go back to using wood, but then you have to have blind <laughs> and chemical. Uh, or we could go back <clears throat> and use lead. Because we used to have water piping that was lead. That was harmful. This is what happens when you don't have lead? I'll take the dummies who drank out of lead pipes. They're smarter than these idiots. And by the way, this girl, this child, this infant, these are the ones that are doing something called ESG. What's ESG? Well, now you can figure out exactly how corrupt it is and the kind of morons that are in charge of it. Well, Elon Musk is going after the entire ESG agenda in a scathing tweet after S&P revealed its scores for companies last month. Take a look at these scores. Tobacco giant Marlboro getting 84 points out of 100 on the ESG investment scale. Uh, to Tesla's 37 points. Many on Twitter asking how a cigarette company does better than an electric car company, according to these social... Cr- so this persecution that we see of Donald Trump, this wrongful persecution, this politicization of the so-called Department of Justice. It's the whole fracking government. And if you're not paying them off, if you're not supporting them as if they were the Chinese Communist Party, then they're going to target you eight ways to Sunday. It scores. Elon tweets this. Why ESG is the devil? Joining us on the panel is SMBC Nico, chief economist and former chief economist for the White House National Economic Council, Joe Lavornia, joining the conversation. And he's going to put a lipstick on the pig. It could be good. It could be bad. It's fascism. That's what this is all about. And who is the one that is wielding all of the power of fascism? We've mobilized the world's leading emitters to help poor countries deal with the impacts of climate change. They called it the G7, the Build Back Biden, Build Back Better. And we realized that got confusing. So now we don't call it that. What we call it is, here's the bottom line. Look. He doesn't know what they call it. So then he goes to, here's the bottom line, because the dementia kicks in. He says, oh, I don't know. Where do you get to the website? Look, we're the ones that caused the problem. The United States. We cleared all our land. What the hell? We're the one that caused... This is the president of the United States. So you want to know why you walk around and you have that feeling of humdrum? is because the people in charge hate the country. Think about all of the presidents, even the one who refuses to die. Jimmy Carter, still alive! He had American pride. Even he had American pride. But nowadays, they hate the country. And they're going to punish me and you so you can make everybody else think that they're smart. Because the reality is, they're morons. Uh, we go back to galvanized, but galvanized rust and had discoloration. Um, we go back to copper, but... but See, she wouldn't know that because she had a binky in her mouth. 
She went all through school. She was told she was smart. She got straight A's. And now she has a job she's not qualified for. But she supports the fascism. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free. On the Sean Thompson Show. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. This is what happens when you stop testing. When you passed every moron. When you told them they were entitled. And you know, Squirrel, we should have saw this coming. Because when I was young, back in the 80s, the 70s, 90s, you know who went to work for the government? Morons. Morons that couldn't get you. Just go take a civil service test, you stupid son of a gun. Go sit in a truck like Cream Puff Jim and wait to become a millionaire. I signed an executive order to make environmental justice the responsibility of every single federal department in the United States government. For real. So do you really think that these imbeciles that don't know how many branches of government are, that think we have 12 representatives, do you think they understand the nuances of the scam they're, they're victims of? I mean, the absolute and total scam. Are you real concerned about uh, this global warming? I'm only concerned about the incredible frenzy and hype for something that's a total myth. That concerns me a lot because uh, people are going to go. By the way, Squirrel, what's, it gonna, what's the temperature going to be tonight? 55 and it's uh, June 15th, right? You're in Chicago? Well, that seems a little colder than I remember. Even Leonard Nimoy, we could bring him back. He could start talking about ice ages again. Going hysterical about it. It's amazing to me how uh, upset so many people are and how many billions of dollars, apparently, our governments are going to spend of our tax dollars to combat something that isn't real. Because it's a scam. Because it's a fraud. Because they're in on it. Good thing you're not here to see it, because now it's trillions of dollars, and it's a massive amount of power. George in Naperville! Uh, Sean, I was listening to the 560 morning show when you exploded on the air with praise for your friend. My comment is this. Dan's program is like fine dining. Yeah. Yours is like pizza by the slice. Both <laughs> shows fill you up, and the listener is better for it. Oh, I appreciate that. That was a nice compliment. Uh, back Get in, in my belly! No, what Dan did Come today, on. everybody should hear. He had a real... He had two, two who I think are two scumbags. John Bolton and Newt Gingrich. And uh, John Bolton was great. And when you think about it, I think I misspoke. I said the hundreds of deaths. What I meant to say was the hundreds of thousands, if not millions of deaths, that were perpetrated by the, uh, the consulting to our government by such narrow-minded morons like John Bolton and like the dimwit for the Biden administration that Senator Mullen exposed. Mr. Sunday, can you manufacture a car today without plastic? Because we talked about manufacturing, the chairman brought up manufacturing cars, is it is safe, but the components that go into the cars today, can you do that without, without plastic? No, Senator, increasingly so with the new uh, mileage mandates here. Increasingly, you need to use automotive components that are plastics-derived. Do you know how much better your life is because of plastic? By the way, his name is Mark Wayne Mullen. Do you know how much better off your life is because of what we, Americans, did? The government didn't do plastic. We did it because of the advantage of capitalism, because of the advantage of incentivizing citizens to not be welfare roaches. Now, now here we are, where welfare roaches are paid probably upper middle class money to sit on their ass and vote Democrat. But we're going to have to re-educate them. 
about the benefits of life that the American people, not the government, the American people created. And boy, when they find out that plastic is made of oil, that's going to be fun, too. So we wouldn't have manufacturing, today's modern manufacturing, if we didn't have plastics, correct? Correct. Ms. Jackson, do you agree with that statement? Yes. So what's the alternative for manufacturing? Because we, the Democrats talk about middle-class wages. Middle-class wages typically come directly from manufacturing. What is it that we're manufacturing that doesn't have plastic in it today? Nothing. And you know what? It would increase the cost of everything if we turn to an alternative and it would disproportionately impact low-income people who have lower incomes. It would be another regressive tax. And this woman is not only brilliant, but she's a woman who has experience, life experience and knowledge. And she's not a Caucasoid squirrel. So this is really, you know, important right now. On the poor. So according to your testimony, Ms. Jackson, it sounds like you're saying that the environmental justice agenda does more harm than good for low income families. Is that correct? Yes. And, you know, I I have the unique uh, uh, opportunity to see both sides when the industry comes in the area and when it doesn't. As an auditor, I worked uh, on Nissan North America. Mm-hmm. Nissan North America moved to Smyrna, Tennessee, where it built the largest automotive manufacturing plants. And the transformation was astonishing. Kind of like America, the youngest and the richest. Do you know how? Because the government was the smallest. And this kind of corruption would have never been tolerated. But back then, the citizens were much smarter than these idiots we pretend are citizens today. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Oh, I know somebody who knows this song. Tom, name that tune. Oh, Kansas, carry on wayward son. All right, very good. Go ahead. Sean, I wanted to piggyback on what George said earlier. I heard you this morning as well uh, on Dan and Amy, and the key to what you said was in reference to that scumbag boldness, and it's the definition of never trumper. Those guys are just all the smartest guys in the room, and they can't believe that someone like Donald Trump became president, and they didn't. They're worse than a Democrat. I mean that. They're worse. Yep. And, Sean, I don't know. I think I, you know, I'd cut off a pinky for that scumbag to come on your show for about, see if he could last five or ten minutes before he hung up on you. Did you ever read the book? He wrote a book years ago. Do you know know what age John Bolton is, right? He He was going to be drafted for the Vietnam War. And in his book, he wrote that he was too important to go to war and that uh, that was for people to go to war who were never going to be anything. That's the kind of a scum that John Bolton is. And you want to know something? You would think that would disqualify him for any kind of consultation to the government, the contempt he had for our actual warriors. But instead, every American knows his name. That's how you know, unfortunately, we are a corrupt system. Because a guy like that should have never been allowed anywhere in our government. No consultation, no nothing.
But cowards are what run this, the world. After all, look who you have as the, I guess, president. We're going to win and we're going to help. We have plans to build a railroad from the Pacific all the way across the Indian Ocean. We have- you That's the wrong way. You're going the wrong way. Hey, dummy, wrong way. In the meantime... They're all kind of stupid. The College for All Act, sponsored by Senator Bernie Sanders and Congresswoman Pramila Jayapal, would make public college free for families making under two... Now you know who Jayapal is, right, Squirrel? That's Congresswoman Kakai. The College for All Act, sponsored by Senator Bernie Sanders and Congresswoman Pramila Jayapal, would make public college free for families making under $250,000. But they are dancing around the question... Why is it all these people that sell this? Talk real fast. they got to talk like this. It's going to be $250,000... Slow down, honey. Who is paying for it? Is it really free? Well, it is um, really trying to ensure that families, the majority of families, um, earning up to 125000 for an individual or 250000 for a family, are able to access higher education. Is part of it paid through a tax on Wall Street, individual stock transactions? Put that in, but yes, yeah, certainly there's lots of different ways to pay for it. We, we- Do you know what these low-life roach Democrats do who have money, right, Squirrel? They file a piece of paper that says they disown their kid. And then their kid qualifies for loans. So that's how, like, a lot of the socialists, Mercedes Marxists and Winnetka and Glencoe, that's what they do. Rather than pay for their own kid, they're cockroaches. So this is just another way that they will circumvent. And in the meantime, what are the kids that they get? Are you a U.S. citizen? I am indeed. How's your civics knowledge? Horrible. I have no clue. What civics? What three branches make up the government? Oh, yeah, no, I can't pass it. What two parts make up Congress? How old do you have to be to be president? I'll tell you what, I used to refer to my kids, you know, you're always, if you're the kind of parent I am, you always, do better, what the hell are you doing? You know, I'm not one of these coddling parents. After I hear this, my kids are going to be Socrates and Aristotle from now on, because these are morons, and you want me to pay for my kids? You know, because I'm not one of those Glencoe scum Democrats where I disown my kids. I pay the kids. You want me to pay for mine, and then I got to pay for these idiots? I know it's in the 50s. Who runs the executive branch? Let me look that up real quick. Who did we declare independence from? Like, what do you mean? Like, (laughs) Spain? Yeah, Spain. Oh, my God. Yeah. Don't worry, though. They've got good commercials. They've got good advertising. And they're really just trying to herd morons. Joe Biden won. Kevin McCarthy lost. The Democrats have delivered. President Biden says the agreement protects Democratic priorities. This is a new Joe Biden commercial squirrel. And what they're talking about is the debt ceiling. And I want you to remember this. When all the Republicans that you will hear for the next 510 days tell you how they had to raise the debt ceiling. I told you what would happen. I told you the corruption you were funding. Nobody wanted to talk about the line item where you had a chance to stop it and say, do you understand that we are now doubling the amount of money to food stamps? They didn't want to talk about any of it, let alone Ukraine, which has always been a corrupt country that owned very, very many Democrats and some Republicans. 
and legislative accomplishments. One could also note that the deal lifts the nation's debt limit for two years, avoiding a messy fight just ahead of the 2024 election. Official Joe Biden Biden commercial. uh, To Biden, there were more Republicans who voted against this, against the thing their own speaker had negotiated, than there were Democrats. And it is all, I think, an indication that, in fact, the White House did get the better of the deal. Time and time again, (laughs) Joe Biden is underestimated. Because what President Biden did do, and he had excellent negotiators, is that he avoided a catastrophic default. And he wet his pants. I feel like people do underestimate Joe Biden. He understands how this process works. Joe Biden underestimated his style of politics. He did all this squirrel without ever swinging his arms like a normal man when he walks. Achieved this without a lot of public chest thumping. In a divided government, knowing that Monday we will default on our debt for the first time in American history without congressional action, I believe overall this is a fair agreement. I applaud the White House for negotiating uh, as well as they did. So many of the things, the extreme things Republicans wanted initially are not in this bill. President Biden has a strong record on reducing deficits already over his predecessor. And I (laughs) brought to you by moron Republicans that wrote the check for that commercial. And we're going to get advice now from all of the scum Republicans, not just the John Boltons or the Newt Gingriches. But the only Republican that I know of in my lifetime to ever openly lose a debate to a dementia patient, Paul Ryan. Can I get your thoughts on that movement just quickly? I know we have to go, but Republican lawmakers around the country are pushing legislation when it comes to banning books. Um, It could be trans rights. Call it anti-woke or however you want to label it. Is that a good approach, a good strategy? You're a football fan. Is that the way you should approach (laughs) it? Yeah. Now. Before I let this imbecile talk who's never worked the job in his life except driving the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. I wish I was making that up. It's the only job he ever had. I couldn't even make that up. That's brilliant. Um, But he's become very, very rich. Anybody in Wisconsin knows just how rich Paul Ryan is. Anybody who works at O'Hare knows how rich he is as he flies his spouse and their dog for luncheons around the world, around the country. This Paul Ryan never worked a day in his life uber rich because he is a republican oligarch and what he could have said is republicans didn't ban any books you moron they just made it so that the people in the areas don't write the checks and make the authors rich of perverted twisted sick pornograph magazines posed as books I'm not a culture war guy. Uh, I think it's really polarizing look I, I on some of these issues outside uh, you know with the anti-woke crowd but to me I'm worried about a debt crisis Really? Then what about the Foxconn deal? I think you got some Chinese money, too, didn't you? Is that how you built the moat around your castle in Wisconsin? Or is that what bought your 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 lovely, lovely wife her $8,000 purse? I'm worried about, you know, the future of our country and, and China. There are big policy problems that we need to tackle if we want to have a great 21st century for this country. Um, my work at AEI Notre Dame and my Poverty Foundation is all about poverty. And up- my Poverty Foundation? He sounds like the guy who we're going to celebrate Juneteenth for. What's his name? Oh, anybody? Paul Lisnick? This guy's got a foundation. This guy's what? a philanthropist. What? Yeah. What, what is this? You, you get what? your own That's, day. I, what did you do? What did you I think it's being with you. I also put in for both of you vacation you. days on that day. So June 19th. Well, what do they do? Is there a parade or something? I'm or? hoping. I'm Bozo's supposed to do a little something. No, I think it's just it's just, <laughs> just an honor sort of. Uh, you know, I do a lot philanthropically and all that. And, and of course. 
Paul Lisnick is a philanthropist. Paul Ryan has a has a foundation. Neither one of them ever had a freaking job. Bust outs. Mobility. You know, what I worry about are the big policy challenges that are going unresolved or made worse by Joe Biden. So that's why I want to win this election so we can actually fix these big policy problems. When he was the speaker, the debt was half of what it is now. What good were you? Hey, hey, you more. I mean, aside from making yourself very rich, what good were you? And these are the guys we're going to consult. These are the guys are going to tell you how to win. They're like the never Trumpers. In fact, he is one. Now go on Fox Weiser and ruin your stock price. 312-642-5600. 312-642-5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560, the answer. So we're living in this... Well, a lot of people, when I, I, I called the morning show, I'm not on YouTube anymore. And I think, are we still on Asshat, Squirrel? Well, we're, we got back on Asshat. But censorship and, and this idea that you can't speak against government frauds, this isn't new at all. And it always takes a former Soviet to understand that. This is uh, Konstantin Kissin. There's a truth that we all know. And I've seen this before, man. We went through this in the Soviet Union. We went through this. Really? Yeah. Do you know where political correctness Joe comes Rogan, from? By the way, no. The Soviet Union. My ancestors were told in Russia, uh, what you're saying is factually correct, but it's politically incorrect. And what it meant was it was inconvenient to the party line, to the party dogma. And we all lived in a society where you were forced to pretend to believe things in public that you didn't believe in private. And that is the direction we're moving with this issue and others. We're moving to a position where you cannot say the thing that you know to be true. That's very important, especially before I take Stern's call in Bolingbrook. Hi, Stern's. Hey, what's up, Sean? So I, I just... I just want to know, like, uh, do you believe that the election was stolen? Unequivocally, 100% stolen. And and you think that, so then what's the next step? Because if they stole that one, the next one's going to be stolen too. Correct. And my question for you is, is what's the line? You know, what's the line that that they have to cross before we all say enough is enough? Stern, the line is individual. The line is individual, right? And what you can control is your individual actions. And what you can recognize is what you need to do the way your ancestors did. Because I'm guessing Stearns didn't come from the uh, Chippewa tribe. So what you need to do is that. And that's why in very good states they short up election integrity. Yeah. If I come down to Florida, are you going to get me a job? Absolutely. Absolutely. For instance, I'll tell you another thing, Stearns. I'm in the real estate business. You know that. And it's fascinating to see the difference. It's fascinating to see the buildings, the leases, the prices of both residential and commercial. And you know, Stearns, it's the exact opposite in these Democrat hellholes. And you know that. So you could get a Let me tell you something. Not to mention your cost of living is less. We don't have property taxes that don't make sense here. In fact, we have value. And it's a different. And that's what I'm trying to do. And, I, you know, people get mad at me. Oh, you're giving up. I'm not giving up. There's a difference between giving up and recognizing. And what I recognize, Stearns, is even before the vaccine, life was short. Now it's really short. You only have one life to live, and you have to do it the proper way for you. 
Now, I don't know what that is for you. It's an individual thing. I'm the real liberal. You do whatever you want, brother. I'm just going to tell you what I think is best, and I'm going to educate people who are ignorant to this. For instance, not you, but how many people thank you for the call in San Francisco are unaware of what Westfield Shopping Center, arguably the best, the, the most expensive, the most profitable, right up until about three years ago. The owner of Westfield's San Francisco Center on Market Street says it is ending its operation of the mall. In a statement, Westfield said it started the process of transferring management of the shopping center to the lender. That's not transferring management. That's called deed in lieu. They're walking. And that happens all over your neighborhoods. All over. And yet these idiots come on and they tell you everything's good and people continue to vote Democrat. Listen, if it's one thing you you have to recognize, you can't fix stupid. And there's more stupid out there than there is not stupid. And you could identify them now. They're called Democrats. Run. Stay away from them. Craig and Mount Greenwood. Hey, Sean, how are you doing today? Splendid. Good. Hey, um, man, you took my thunder a little bit today because, man, you're playing all these clips that is diaper derelict and everything. And, I mean, you can't keep up with all of them and all that. But here's my point. That one really caught my attention. He's going to build a railroad across. Oh, yeah, the railroad's going to go from Westwood, Westfield, which is now vacant. It used to be a thriving shopping. It's going to go from Westfield, and I think we're going to go right across the Pacific and the Indian, and we'll stop uh, somewhere where his paymasters, his pimps, own him. They're going to love it. It's going to be real expensive. It's never going to work, and you're not going to want to ride on it if there's Democrats on it. Go ahead. Exactly. And here's my point. If Trump even said one or two of those blasted things that he has said hundreds of things, they would have been putting a, putting him in a, a straitjacket and claiming that he's out of his mind and everything, and they all ignore it. You're the only person that talks about this and how important. This guy is absolutely out of his you mind. Cannot, the first nobody thing, talks about it. The first thing when you, when you, when you recognize is who you're arguing with. When you, see, this is the, the advantage I have over a lot of people. When you recognize you're dealing with a lying scallywag gypsy, the premise of his argument is always a con job. These are con men. They have never been right in their miserable existence. You cannot point to one policy that hasn't massively failed except for them that enriches them. That's the game. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The Answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so Words are very important. One thing that Marxism has are wordsmiths. Two words, in my opinion, that should never be next to each other are social and justice. I don't really know what that means, but it sounds very fascistic to me. My next guest is a co-editor and managing editor of the Independent Review of Fantastic Outlet and a professor of economics at Wake Forest University. He's also the co-editor of a new book, is social justice just? His name is Robert Waples. Robert, thank you so much for joining me, Professor. Hey, thanks for having me on. Huh? I get nervous when we talk about social justice because I don't quite like the people who are supposedly in charge of mm-hmm. social. So tell me what this looks like 
And does anything have to do with the fact that I am a blue-eyed white devil and a racist? Uh, well, I doubt that that's true, but let's go back. Let's start with, with justice. All right. Uh, I think most of us can get comfortable defining justice. Here's the ancient definition, you know, used by Aristotle, Middle Ages by Aquinas, up to this date. Justice is the constant and perpetual will to render to each person what is due to him, right? So it's paying your bills. I hire you to build me a deck, pay you 10000 bucks. And you build me the deck. Yeah, yes. there you go. Uh, but if you didn't build me the deck or I didn't pay you the 10000 bucks, that's, that's unjust. What about if you put the S word in front of it, social? What does that mean? Well, it shifts the focus away from like individuals dealing with each other to what are, how fair are the, the rules of the system, right? The norms that are out there. And they can be fair or they can be unfair. So I think many of the authors in our book say that social justice is at least a potentially useful word if you can rehabilitate it from a lot of the baggage that it's got hanging on to it right now. Yes, but it's funny because you mentioned Aristotle. And back then, money wasn't the goal of everything. It was more the freedom to be an individual. So to me, when you say social justice, that means I'm entitled to nothing other than the unalienable rights that every human being should have. But yet we are in this quasi-communist, Marxist, socialist society where all of a sudden I am indebted and I am in servitude to somebody else's rights. And in, mm. that, in that coupling is the problem. Because I don't like people. I like me. So far I like you. But you may say something where I don't like you. <laughs> I don't want to be responsible for you. Uh-huh. So how do we get that back? I do like I do like people, and and I'm pretty sure I like you. <laughs> I think we go back to our roots. Um, I think the the lead article in in the book is by Professor Jim Otteson. He's a philosopher teaching over in the business school at, at Notre Dame, not too far from you. And he says, go back to Adam Smith. And and a lot of the authors in the book are like, let's go back to the greats because they had it right. Smith says that justice. You know, can't involve coercion where I make you build a deck and I never pay you or, you know. Sure. Uh, but yet but that's what taxation is. We need is. the government there. We need the government there to, you know, stop us from ripping each other off, protecting our person so I can't enslave you or steal your property or break promises, you know, that, that we've made to each other. Professor Waples, the problem I have is mm -hmm. that they, the government has broke, broken its covenant with me. Now, mm -hmm. you'll have to keep in mind I'm originally from Chicago, Illinois. Mm -hmm. So they have a covenant with me oh. that I am not to be taxed at an abusive point that turns me into a, surf, into a surf. That's the rule, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And you do it with property tax, and they come up with mm -hmm. some formula that doesn't equal anything, and they uncouple from that, and now I'm paying the cost of corruption. But when the federal government does it, there's no way to get that toothpaste back in the tube at this point of our society. And I need people to focus more on the principle of the issue and the mm -hmm. fact that the government does nothing. Not only doesn't it do anything efficiently, that's not even good enough. What it does is corrupt everything and massively backdoor nationalize it to where I cannot look at a sector of our life that isn't in control by government. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're with you here in the idea that we need to stamp out a lot of what government's done, especially the big bailouts, the cronyism, the special privileges that it's given to people. And we need to give more rights back 
to individuals. Uh, and so the book really has a, a sober warn, warning in it that even if you're trying to be honest and you're in the government and you just decide you're going to, you know, kind of take a little from somebody and give it to somebody else to even things up, pretty quickly that's going to decay into a fiasco, into what economists call rent-seeking. And so not mm-hmm. fans of that at all. There's a chapter in the book that where I address anti-racism. You know, that, that book that came out a couple of years ago, How to Be an Anti-Racism, Racist yes, by Ethan yes. Kendi. Yes. And so, he, yeah, he says, what we need are policies that will put us all kind of on a, a level, all groups on an equal footing. But his idea is that capitalism and racism are conjoined twins, and that is definitely not the way I see it or any of the authors of the book see it. So socialism concentrates power. It puts it in the hands of a few and it destroys prosperity. That's what we want to move away from. And it negates so many of the accomplishments by all people in this Mm -hmm. country, mainly citizens, but primarily minorities. And it also bastardizes the true history. And that's why they use the word social. They want to intimidate resistance to their fascism, resistance to their collectivism. That's how I, I think, view it. I think a lot of the users of that term also sort of want to take the, the moral high ground. Hey, we're for social justice. You guys aren't. But I open the book in, in my introduction and again in the chapter that I wrote by saying, pointing out that we all hunger to live in a just world. And we work constantly in ways great and small to promote justice. This isn't a left thing. It's a left, right, center thing. I think most of the people in our country, if, if you push them, other than people who are in politics perhaps, really want a just world. And they work in ways throughout their lives to be fair to each other and to try to bring out fair outcomes. We are now in this, in this revisionist history of our country, where our country was the youngest and the richest with the highest quality of life in the shortest period of time, because the government was hamstrung to a certain extent. It had not carved its roots into every aspect of our economy. And that's the quality of life for all races, for all people. Um, yet, for some reason, we can't use our own history, and we have to be afraid of it. And I'm wondering what your opinion is. How many people who are calling for reparations or calling the white person racist understand that the first legal slave owner in this country was a guy by the name of Anthony Johnson who happened to be black, and there were numerous black. Mm -hmm. So why is it we give up that argument of the actual history of this nation that was started really on the backs of indentured servants who sold themselves into slavery called Ulster Scots, and they were white? Why can't we argue the fact well, in fact, we can, and we need to. And so if you think about an issue like slavery, in fact, uh, that person that you just named was not the first slave owner in the United States. Uh, slavery long predates anybody from the other hemisphere oh, right. coming over here, right? Throughout all of world history, there's been slavery. In ancient Athens, probably about a quarter of the population was slave. In, you know, Native Americans enslaved themselves one another. People all over the world have done this. And, of course, what our country's history has been largely is a moving away from that. And in, in this expansion of freedoms, at least until <laughs> they started to erode with the New Deal and things like that. But in, that's the part of our history we need to teach is the expansion of freedom. And what do you think it is why, why so many human beings, so many people, are willing to give away their opportunity that has truly built not just people out of poverty, but has turned even minorities of all, of all areas of our, of our life into very successful, very powerhouse uh, uh, economically groups? 
And I refer to specifically black Americans, who, if you separated them, would be the eighth wealthiest country in the world. And yet here we are being dragged down to this form of, of, of government that destroys the quality of life and always has and always will. Mm-hmm. Well, we've got to blame it on ourselves, right? Because we, we put them in office. And I think you're right that there's just too many people who've gotten so short-sighted in these things. And they look to the government for handouts. And that's become just a normal thing to do at this point. Uh, unfortunately, and so there they are just trying to get some money at the trough rather than the way we used to do it at one point where we said it is not the government's job to support the people. It's the people's job to support the government in doing a handful of limited things, you know, like protecting mm-hmm. us. With the you know what's fascinating? building roads or something. What's fascinating yeah. is I'm, I'm, I'm very blessed that I was born in the late 60s. And um, my grandfather, who raised me, was half Italian. And I lived in a very interesting neighborhood. And across the street was a man who had coffee with my grandfather every day. His name was Harry Roth. And he was instrumental in my ideology. And he was a Holocaust survivor. Mm-hmm. And you look at the, at, the, at the legacy of the Jewish people in the, in the world. And you see that slavery for thousands of years and all the rest of it. And always attacked by governments. And yet, they ask for nothing. And they come and succeed in this country and others, and they do that without government giving something. And you wonder, why isn't that the model for all people? I know in my life I used what he taught me when I could, when I could remember it, the blessings and the conversation, and I was always fascinated by the fact he not only did all of that, but he never used the word anxiety, he never used the word stress, he never felt persecuted, he just lived to the best he could every day. Mm-hmm. Why isn't that something people focus on? Well, they, they need to. And so the, the consensus of the authors in this book is social justice just, is that people are unique and unrepeatable like your friend and worthy of dignity and endowed with an ability to direct their own lives without harming other people and also noble enough to care deeply about the well-being of other people. God made us that way. We are endowed with the ability to direct our own lives. And so part of the reason that we're slipping away from this is because there's fewer people who are believing in God and or believing that he's endowed us with these abilities that we have had you know, and, and been using throughout our history. And I'm wondering, isn't there a self-loathingness that, unfortunately, is kind of inherent with humanity? And the, what the, really what we're allowed ourselves to, to, to be is people defined by other people's definitions. Mm-hmm. I mean, after all, isn't justice really the definition of you? Isn't the, the social justice for Professor Robert Waples what you decide is just? Or is it yeah, the opinion really of someone else? I would hate it if I had all that power in the world to get to define what, just, what an unjust world that would be. So, no, I'm, I'm will, quite willing. But you're right. So many people view it that way. What's just and whatever's good for me. And, of course, we can't do that. And yeah. so, yeah, we, we just have to talk it down every time it happens. We've got to point out this is, is wrong whenever we see it. I really am excited about reading the book. I know it's out now. I just learned of it. The name of the book is Social Justice Just. He is Professor Robert Waples. I want to thank you so much for for the book, for coming on, but also for the work you do at the Independent Review. Thank you very much for what you've dedicated your life to. The book has a really good forward by Jordan Peterson, so people don't miss that. I'm a big fan. Thank you so much for making time for me. 
Okay, thanks a lot. Bye-bye. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. All right, I got a very good guy on the line. A guy who uh, did everything I was talking about with Professor Waples. His name is Tom Sedeka, and he has an extremely large head. Hi, Tom. Hello, Sean. You're the reason for the uh, built head reminder. Wow, it's it's, it's, (laughs) every time I see a Volvo, I think of you. Yeah, thank you. Hey, that was that was a great interview. That was, uh, and I wanted to just call in and agree with you that I cannot define social justice, but I can at least observe and report of what the manifestations of this new ideology and this fluid set of values, if you want to call them, have caused. I mean, look at the summer of love, $2 billion in property damage, and those people with property such as vehicles, homes, commercial buildings are seeing their property insurance premiums go up, and you're oh. like, well, why, why is it going up so much? Well, because... That's what the social justice premium. Well, the, and the concept and of there was the, a report. That's the cornerstone of all, of all. That's the cornerstone of the ideology of communism, and they're just refurbishing yes. it. That's all it is. And what the, what the innuendo is is that only politicians and, and 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 political oligarchs can decide, and they should mitigate. And when that happens, you get the kind of taxation we experience. You get the kind of, of open and notorious injustice in the name of justice. This is the trick. I'm, I'm just amazed that people still buy it. I know. And I saw a rep- this week that last year, 2022, uh, retail shrinkage theft amounted to $100 billion. So not yes. only do we have inflation with tight supply chains, we now have companies that are going to have to increase prices to offset the losses. I mean, we're, you know, it, it, I mean, this is absolute bull. What's going on? When I used to, you look back at the atrocities of history, man's inability, man's ability to do evil to man. It all starts with this righteousness, and it is the way they demonized the Jewish people in Germany. They told them they were nonconformists and they were capitalists, and that is what led arguably decent people to do atrocities that are still mind-numbing. And that pales in comparison into what Stalin did as he formed the Soviet Union to, ironically, his own, his own relatives in Ukraine back then when he starved out the world. This is unbelievable that it is repeat in 2023. And then you listen to the kids in college that I played from Prager University, and you see we are ripe for the pickings because we have a bunch of entitled morons who want to feel as if they've been slighted and they're willing to hate and take. And that's a recipe of disaster. It is. And, Sean, thank you for bringing these topics and thank you for keeping talking about the the principles. That is what we have to get back to. That's what we have to well, unite against. And, every, and you could have sat on the sidelines, are... but you don't. You started Freedom Square. No. You fight the fight every day yourself. Well, we're going to, buddy. We're going to do it hand-in-hand, shoulder-to-shoulder, and, and uh, great to have you in the trenches. Thank you, you brother. Have a great now, night. Now, listen, Tom, I got, I got uh, Gary Rabine coming up. He's going to talk about an event. I want you to come to it. Be my guest, all right? I'm already there. I got a table. And, yes, oh. the business people have got to show up. 
Yeah, we're going to have a good time. We're going to talk with Gary after you, this. Thank you very much, Tom Sadek. I appreciate you it. You bet. See ya. All right, brother. Matt on the south side. Hey, Sean. Good afternoon. Real quick, I actually talked to your call screener. Yeah. I was making the or trying to make the point about, you know, what do we do? I don't feel like, at this point, I feel frustrated. Like, I don't know if we can we can coexist in this country anymore. Like, everybody's so polarized. You never really coexist. Not even that. You got, you got to change the way you think of things. We we never coexisted. You never coexisted. You always had this this underbelly of 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 fascists and communists and Marxists. You always did. Never forget before World War II, Madison Square Garden sold out with American Nazis. What do you think happened after World War II? You think they went away? This is what Saul Alinsky taught. This is what we've always. So we've always, the difference is they've never been in the power positions they are today. That's the difference. Well, that, so that was know, my other thing, real quick with. With the, um, you know, with everything that's going on with that uh, guy in New York who's getting prosecuted now. Yeah. The one thing I wanted to ask you is, I mean, even if you're in a red state like in Texas where that guy, you know, I guess shot a protester. Yeah. I mean, we, as long as the mob dictates who gets prosecuted, I almost feel hopeless. Like, it doesn't really matter where we live. I mean, I get what you hey, say. Move yes. to a red state, but. Matt, the difference is. Search the news clips of people who kill predators in states like Tennessee, Florida, Texas, North Dakota. If that kid on the train who you're talking about, who looks like the the blonde guy from uh, Blue Lagoon, if he would have killed a predator here, he'd he'd be given a key to the city. But because it's a corrupt Democrat sewer, this kid's going to go away. Thank you very much, Matt. That's why you may not be able to. But make sure you don't pass that legacy to stay in terrible areas onto your kids. That's the message. You can always fix the future. 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Now, we've got Father's Day on Sunday. Got the golf outing on Thursday. We also have something to do on Wednesday. I wanted to bring my friend on to tell us a little bit about the Job Creators Network. His name is Gary Rabine. Gary, how are you? I'm doing great, Sean. How are you today? Very good, and I'm excited we could pull it together a little short notice, but I'm going to be doing my show live from Bull Valley, right? Country Club? Yes, sir, but... Bull Valley Golf Club. We're not a country club. We're a golf club. <laughs> you know, I don't. I've, I've never been there. I'm embarrassed to tell you that. Embarrassed. It's for guy, It's for blue collar guys like us. I love it. I love it. Does that mean I could park really far? You know, up close. I don't want to park far. I don't want to walk. I got to do the show. You know, short inseam. You, You're gonna let me park real close. You park. You park. You park wherever you can. We we have no. We, there's there's no. Um, we have no royalty at that club. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Well, the good news is I haven't had a license plate sticker in two and a half years. And if they arrest me, I'm going to point to Stephen Moore, because Stephen Moore will be there as well with his dirty glasses, correct? <laughs> exactly. Stephen Moore will be there. And this is going to be a fun event. Economist, one of the greatest economists of our time. Which is why the Federal Reserve would not let him go near the door. And uh, exactly. tell us a little bit about the event. Yeah, so, you know, we, we started Job Creators Network about 12 years ago. Bernie Marcus had this vision. Bernie Marcus is a, you know, big, he was the CEO of, and the founder of Home Depot. 
And at that time in the Obama, Obama administration, he saw that regulations being put on the backs of small business were going to crush small business and the franchise network and a lot of other things. He started Job Creators Network, and I was one of the first people that got the call to join him as one of the founders. And that was, again, about 12 years ago. This organization has done more to fight for freedom and free enterprise and really the American dream than any organization in the country. And I believe me, I belong to and I, I contribute and invest in many great nonprofits. This is the best one yet. And i got to say it's the best one. And I put my money where my mouth is and my time, okay? I'm spending all my time on this besides, besides overseeing my business growth, all my time on this because we're doing the most damage to, to crazy reg- regulators that think that small business can continue to afford more taxes and, and, and you know, more laws against their, their ability to grow. So and I think people need to understand the answer is in the private sector. In the private sector. You built your company from asphalt. You built your company from parking lots. You built your company from roofing. And what's what's nice about this organization is it's kind of it's a place where people who may want to have build up their, their, their book of people to know and businesses to know and outlets for their kids and the rest of it, they have to pay attention to this. Because what you're doing with the proceeds and what you're investing your money in is you're fighting the Leviathan. In fact, it was you that fought against the vaccine mandates, right? Yeah, I was. I was the first plaintiff in that case and the first funder of it with our with my partners, JCN. Again, Job Creators Network were my partners on that, and we won and stopped Biden, stopped 85 million working Americans from having to be vaccinated. That 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 didn't only save health and lives, but I think right. Many people think it's it was good for everybody. Okay, health wise. I don't agree with that. But even more so than that, when we look at business and small business, we saved the, the, the supply chain would have been totally wrecked if of those 85 million working Mer- Americans, 15 million would have left their jobs not wanting to be vaccinated. And that was what we that's what the data showed us. OK, so anyway. And then recently, Sean, the big the big case we're waiting on, we'll get word any day from now is we believe we beat Biden again in the Supreme Court over a little over a month ago. That we, had, we were in the Supreme Court again fighting against the student loan bailouts of almost a half a trillion dollars, okay? We're going to win that case, and, and the word should come pretty soon. But nobody else fought it as hard as us, all the way to the Supreme Court, where I believe, and, and, and all, any lawyers we've talked to that listen to it or, or past judges that listen to it said, we won that case also, okay? That's what we're going we're to continue to do this. But my goal, Sean, is to get businesses across America to stand up strong uh, as partners of ours, it's small dollars. And when I say small dollars, it's not big dollars to, some, to what I would have been 20 years ago. So about $750 or $1,000, you, you could be a partner of ours, and you're going to learn a lot, and you're going to have backup to, to, have, to, to be able to have strength in numbers like we don't have otherwise. So if you, if you have a small business and you want it to grow and you want to get into a network of other people who create business, this is what Job Creators Network is also. But can people come, like just a guy who's, who's, who's looking for options, how does that work? Is there gonna, what are the opportunities uh, next Wednesday for people to come? What is the cost and what are their options? So, so you know, we, it's $750 a, a seat. If somebody can't afford it, show up and we're, we're going we're gonna to say, come on in and sit down anyway. They just got to let us know. But I, I got to say, the, the key is this. We're, we're, we, want to, we want people that, to do business together also that believe that, that we have to fight to keep the free markets free. This, this country was built on capitalism. 
and you know, freedom and free markets are on this are being attacked right like, like right now like never before. And I want more and more people that just to, to understand this and fight together to do business together also. Okay, yeah. that's what this network is about. We've got we've got you know, about a hundred thousand people that call themselves partners in this in this cause right now. I want millions. I became the, the chairman of, of the uh, finance side of this thing about six months ago because I want to build this thing to be bigger, stronger, and, and have more, more business leaders and, and, and freedom fighters to be part of this. And the important thing for people to understand is this originally was going to start to allow people to go into franchises, to allow people to go into businesses. And because of the attack on that idea by the government, you've spent a lot of your money and a lot of your time fighting the government, and that's not cheap. So I know uh, people can go, where can they go to check out the site itself and to learn more about uh, Job Creator Network? So it just you know, jo- join JCN now. So join, JC- so join JCN.com. Excuse me. Join JCN.com now. Brings you right, right to the site and right to this outing. We would love to have anybody that, that, that understands the pressures on business and what this government's doing to, to small business, especially in this crazy state of Illinois, right? We want them to join. We want them to be part of it. And, and i got to tell you, they're going to learn a lot, and they're going to have a network of strength like they haven't seen before. That, that's my goal. I love that. I love that. And I love the fact that you went out on the limb, and I only have an idea. But when it comes to philanthropy, fighting against communism and Marxism and a government that's trying to force people to take an experiment in their arm is the most noble thing you can do. And that's what you did. And I'm wondering, do your lawyers, now that you beat it, thank God, you probably saved, we don't know how many, and now that the facts are coming out about the uptick in debts, about the side effects, about all the other things, have you thought about putting together a class action suit for people and maybe going after them? Well, that's a great point, Sean. There's many cases across the country, and I know they actually they, they tap into our CEO and our team when they do when they do do this. And, and you know, Alfredo Ortiz is an amazing CEO. He, he tries to lead them in the right direction, depending on where they're at in the country, what circuit court they would be part of, and all that. Right? Yeah. So that's that's all part of what we do. Um, I got I got to tell you, but what you said a minute ago, I I believe as I built my businesses. I knew I want. I knew that we wanted to give back to community, and we built a foundation for that purpose. I thought it would be, you know, chil- we, we, you know, children, elderly, um, yeah. and veterans are our focus in our foundation, right? I thought yeah. that was the extent of it. But guess what? Because we're in this this crazy crazy world where they're pushing pushing against freedom and, and free markets, we've got to get engaged as as leaders, and we got to spend money not just in our church, not just in the causes in our communities we believe in, but also in this fight for freedom and free enterprise. If, if, we don't fight, if we don't fight hard, this country will not be a place where our kids and grandkids can live to, to, to aspire to have the American dream that I've been blessed to have. And, I, and I, I can't stand that thought as I have three grandchildren and two more coming. Well, I'm honored. And you know what? It's so important to me that I'm going to put on shoes. For the last three months, I've done the show in flip-flops, and I'm going to wear pants. I've also worn shorts. I'm doing all of this for Gary Rabine and the people at JCN. You can go to jobcreatorsnetwork.com to get information. I hope I see you there Wednesday. And I am going to bring Stephen Moore a little cloth to clean his glasses because I can't focus on what he's saying. He's looking at me through dirty glasses. Will you let him know that, please? <laughs> you got it. Join JCN.com. Yes. Thank you so much, Gary Rabine. I mean it. Thank you for everything. I'll see you Wednesday. Appreciate it, buddy. We'll Bye, be- now. Bye now. We'll be back with your calls and comments. 
Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. Sean from Elmwood Park. AM560, The Answer. Ah, yes. You see, that's exciting to me. That's exciting to me. Because this idea that you're going to fall into a trap like January 6th, that they'll label you, are you a climate denier? Yeah. Yeah. I believe in weather. I believe that you have nothing to do with it. I believe that one half of one tenth of point zero zero one percent means Gatsangul. I believe history has proven you wrong a thousand different times. And I'm also very aware that you're absolute and total morons. Thank you, Chairman. <clears throat> Mr. Bradford, in your testimony, did I understand you right? Said that you want to end all plastic manufacturing? All plastic manufacturing, all oil, the greatest renewable energy there ever was. They want to get rid of it. Why? Because they have an ignorance of what exactly made us the richest and youngest country? Maybe, perhaps. But it's more uh, a need to control people they hate. And you're never going to get a better example of that than these idiots on The View. I believe this is Whoopi Goldberg, who looks a lot like Marlon Brando in the Isle of Dr. Moreau. None of this makes any difference to me. (laughs) What really is... Let's think about just that. None of this makes any difference to me. That explains why they like Kamala Harris so much. We did it, Joe. You're going to be the next president of the United States. We stole it, Joe. All right, let's start again with the Marlon Brando, the Isle of Dr. Morrow. None of this makes any difference to me. Mm-hmm. What really is making me, which really starting to freak me out, is the idea that... This is television. Do you remember when you were a kid who was on television? I don't mean Mr. Rogers. Just pick a show. These are how they, this is how they speak on TV in the year 2023. Enlighten me, moron. We're not even discussing changing the Constitution to make it say you cannot be in jail. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. be well, the that, president. Well, that part. I mean, I, I, because my fear. And a, amendment that, would be nice. I, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of amendments. We should put one on calories, balloon girl. In the meantime, that's the whole point of the country, is to make sure that your political opposition cannot imprison you if you threaten the corruption. I mean, after all, we've got people in this country that are stupid enough to believe virtually anything. I grew up in Claymont, Delaware, on the Pennsylvania state line where that arch goes up in Delaware, right along the Delaware River. There are more oil refineries in Marcusville in that area than any place, including including Houston, Texas, taking care of 10 million people in the region. And we lived, when we moved there, we lived in a place called Brookview Apartments. And what used to be I-9, what's now I-95, there used to be, it's called a Philadelphia Pike. It was from- you have to see him, Squirrel. Not only did he just out himself for being older than I-95, he can't move his arms, he can't blink, he's got the dead man hair, and he's told this story a thousand different times. It all has a little twist in it, though. Wilmington and Philadelphia. That was a four-lane access road. It was too dangerous for a third-grade kid to walk to school. It's only about a half a mile. But nowadays, Joe, a third-grade kid can be taught how, to, taught how to use a butt plug in a public school. You think the highway's dangerous? So my mother would drive us to school every day. 
You want to use a butt plug, you call Kamala. She knows what to do. What we on cue the first major frost and the and the late fall. My mom would get in the car, turn on the windshield wiper to get to You lost right there. Your mother got in a wagon when you were a kid. 312-642-5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody... We are efforting to get Dr. Naomi Wolf on the line. NSA may have her in a van with a black bag over her head. Because what we're going to talk about is something the American government has censored for three years. Something that they've made up. The fascistic control, backdoor nationalization of your life. And not so much as an apology. You lying idiots. You corrupt lying idiots. Another question for you. The NIH continues to refuse to voluntarily divulge the names of scientists who receive royalties and from which companies. That's the get. It's always about the fracking money. And this is the biggest problem I have with anybody that supported the fascism we experienced and we thought was normal. And when we have a pandemic like COVID-19 pandemic that we had, two-year-olds should have been required to wear masks. It would be child abuse for parents not to do that. Your two-year-old should... That was Congressman Cobblepot, also known as Nader. ...should be forced to be masked. What's his name? That is what the ranking member of the House Judiciary Committee just said here on the floor of the House of Representatives, that the power of the government, the full power of the federal government, should be a part of ensuring and forcing your children, your two-year-old child, to be masked. Ridiculous. And preposterous, as the rest of the world would not mask kids under 12. Americans just bought anything these idiots would tell them. And now we're having a little bit of a window into exactly how they came to their scientific conclusions. So I would call, probably the person I called most was the Secretary of Health and Human Services in Massachusetts. She worked for a Republican governor just to, um, but, you know. Jerry Nadler, still alive. When she was like, are you, are you going to let them have professional um, uh, football? And I was really like, nope. And she's like, okay, neither are we, neither are we. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so. Isn't fascism funny, Squirrel? I think it's funny. What's even funnier is this sorority bimble, this dimwit. And you fi- figure out how they came to their dates. Keep the masks on. No football for you. No business for you. Now nah, you can't go see your mother as she's dying in a hospital. And I'm supposed to listen to him today? Uh, you know, it was like conversations like that. So, or, or I'd be like, so when are you going to think about lightening up a mess? They're like, so like, next Monday. I'm like, okay, next Monday. <laughs> and she's going to be the new CDC director. Her name is Mandy Cohen. And all of this in the face of another troubling problem we have. So we just see this ongoing uh, excess deaths in all these modern, sophisticated countries uh, that we, uh, most of us live in, and it's just, um, it's just an ongoing disaster for... It protects against 
transmission of the disease to the next person. And the healthcare worker certainly ought to be required to be vaccinated. And when we have a pandemic like COVID-19 pandemic that we had, two-year-olds should have been required to wear masks. It would be child abuse for parents not to do that. Maybe we should stop taking advice from these useless 400-pound, 5-foot-2 morons. You too, Pritzker. Yeah, you were right. I was talking about you too. Other individuals and their families, and yet we hear virtually nothing. So I really hope that pretty soon I'll be able to come and say, right, excess deaths have gone down now. Uh, but they haven't. They remain high and have done for 18 months on the whole. That's earth shattering. And Whoopi Goldberg and the intelligentsia at The View want to have a constitutional amendment that says you can't be in prison and hold office. You might be on to something. You might get my support there, Dr. Moreau, because the entire upper echelon and every Democrat and every Republican that supported the most fascistic time period in this country's history all should be in prison. That graph just shows it really quite nicely. All these countries well above the 0% line for most of the... But yet, I, I think they had kind of a... They didn't really lose much in the 2022 elections as we were at the midst of American fascism in the USSA. Democracy is at stake in this election, Nevada. He made it clear that democracy is at stake this November. Our democracy is at stake this November. Our democracy is at stake. Our democracy is at stake. But the future of our democracy is at stake. We all know democracy is at stake. This is the most important election uh, coming up because democracy is at stake. Nothing less than the future of democracy is at stake. Because the republic is dead. And now you're led by the majority of morons. And I got bad news for you. They produce all Great Britain. Oh. Do you guys remember the, the giants, you know, war that we fought? No? Nobody remembers that? How many members of the U.S. House of Representatives are there? Eight, four, twelve, twelve, twelve. Four hundred thirty-five. It's not good. You think they have the gravitas to understand exactly what happened after the reaction to COVID? Time and yet, from our elected officials and from our non-elected uh, officials in diverse places. I think I've figured out what we need to do. You need to uh, have an IQ test to vote. One thing is for certain, the school system isn't producing kids that can read. Just look at Chicago. 8% can read to grade level. Naomi Wolf. How? Oh, she's not here. She will be here. All right. Um, who are unelected and unaccountable. We hear nothing. And from the majority of mainstream media, we hear nothing. Why is that? Why is that? Is brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch, sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. Brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline. Brought to you by Pfizer. You know what those are, right, Squirrel? Those are all news shows. Mary, Naples, Florida. Hi, Mary. Hello. How are you, Sean? Splendid. How are you? I'm fantastic. We just ate dinner at Mediterrano. Ooh. Did you talk to Milos? He is not there. I specifically asked for him because I heard your show. Oh. But um, every year I buy my parents a gift card there. They uh, live in Marco Island. They're from Chicago. They've transplanted to Marco Island um, because of how corrupt Illinois is. 
And uh, I heard the one day on your show about you were telling the guy that was staying at on Fifth Avenue to go to yeah. Toronto. So I called them and I said, oh, the place that I always get a gift card for. Yeah. And so we went in there. They actually bought us the gift card. My husband and I oh. um, were down here for the week from Chicago. Wonderful. And they had our kids. We went to eat at Red Toronto. And I told them, I said, I heard on the Sean Thompson show that Milos is the guy to see here. Yeah. And they said that uh, he's opening other restaurants and has uh, business, I don't know, apartments Good. or something, places this- that he's. Working on other things, so this is all very good. It's phenomenal. Now, did you have the key yeah. lime pie? Because I am a connoisseur of the key lime pie. I've driven all over the we state for key lime pie. We did not. We did oh. not. You know, my husband normally gets the public key lime pie. Oh no! Da, 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 da. No, no, no! I know. You go to Milos, the key lime pie. It's white. It's delicious. It's light with a little tart twang. You're making me hungry. Thank you, Mary. <laughs> Appreciate the call. We love you, Sean. You, my husband is a Chicago fireman. I'm a Chicago uh, detective. Uh-huh. You got us through COVID and the uh, the nonsense. Um, Lori yeah. Lightfoot, um, everything yeah. else that she was doing. We we stood strong. Did not get the shot. You got Good. us through that. I listen to you every day. When I'm on my way to work, you are the only voice of reason oh, on the radio and all media. You made Thank my night. So now go. All you do. Thank, Thank you. You, so you made my day. Now go kiss that baby, and I hope I bump into you. Thank you so much, Mary. All right. Take care, Sean. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye. We'll be back with your calls and comments, and hopefully, hopefully, Naomi Wolf, if she's out of the van with the bag off her head, after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. When the autopsy of history is done on American Dark Ages, it will go back to the American government's reaction to COVID-19. Never before in the country's founding has the acceptance of totalitarianism, of fascism, of authoritarians been so accepted by the American people. My next guest has a book specifically dedicated to this topic, The Bodies of Others, The New Authoritarians, COVID-19, and the War Against the Human. She is Dr. Naomi Wolf. Did, were you able to break the plastic restraints, or how did you get out of the van by the NSA? <laughs> Are you, are you speaking to me? <laughs> I am, I am. I was assuming you were kidnapped because I know your your opinion has been censored. So is mine. Yeah. And this is the new authoritarianism Americans get used to, right? I, I hope we don't. But yes, I mean, you know, I, I made the case in the bodies of others that the last three years have, since 2020, since the pandemic, quote unquote, um, that the guise of a public health emergency was kind of weaponized uh as a cover for stripping us of our civil liberties. It was a, um, an outlier argument when I wrote it. And now I think it's pretty well uh, accepted, at least by half the country. And uh, more recently, um, my company, Daily Cloud, in uh, conjunction with Steve Bannon's War Room, have put out a call, uh, and, and we've garnered... Yeah. Are you there, Doc? Doctor? All right, we're having phone difficulties with Dr. Naomi Wolf. And I am dying to ask her, Squirrel. Tell me now if you can get her back. Are you there, Doc? 
All right. Well, this is going to devolve into a Verizon commercial. But one of the points that I have is that I want to know if we're going to talk specifically about the government's reaction and the enriching of Pfizer. Are you there, Doc? All right. Let's effort to call her back. Uh, the reaction to just COVID, or if we're going to discuss how Pfizer has been profiting since we've started to accept the idea that any kid with a question has ADHD, ADD, that now just life itself or adversity is pathological and there has to be a pill for it. You see, because this seems to be a reoccurring theme when you have the, the devolving of Americanism and a principles of individuality. This is a common theme, and yet there's always these companies at the root of the problem. So to me, I still want the answers that Rand Paul was asking. Over the period of time from 2010 to 2016, 27,000 royalty payments were paid to 1,800 NIH employees. We know that not because you told us, but because we forced you to tell us through the Freedom of Information Act. Over $193 million was given to these 18 employee, 1,800 employees. Can you tell me that you have not received a royalty from any entity that you ever oversaw the distribution? Dr. Naomi Wolf, are you back? Yes, I'm here. Thank you so much. So uh, when, you, when we were cut off, again, the money, the staggering amounts of money that goes into Pfizer, the redistribution to the media, pretending to be the media, to Pravda, to propaganda. It does explain why we're at this point in history, does it not? Um, yeah, I think it goes a long way toward explaining it, but there's, there's more than just uh, a story of a greedy pharmaceutical company. Um, my, so just to, to headline to your audience, if they didn't quite hear what I was saying, um, the Pfizer documents reveal a massive crime against humanity, unprecedented in recorded history, specifically with a 360-degree focus on disrupting and destroying human reproduction, um, female and male. Uh, so to answer your question, it's, it's not just greed. My own reporting has found the role of China in manufacturing and distributing these lethal and sterilizing injections. Um, in 2021, BioNTech, which is the subsidiary advisor that makes these injections, transferred its IP, all of it, for the injections to China, uh, not to a Chinese company, not to a Chinese individual, but to China per the SEC filing, which means that since 2021, everyone who got a Pfizer injection was being injected by our existential adversary. Um, and not only that, but, uh, China opened uh, 14 manufacturing plants in Western Europe and two in the United States for this injection. And in the Pfizer documents, the vast majority of uh, deaths and serious adverse events are in North Americans. And the second most uh, common region is Western Europe, with all the rest of the world combined amounting to only 7,000 adverse events, meaning the injection is differentially formulated to um, hurt and kill and sterilize Americans and, second of all, Western Europeans. So I've concluded it's a bioweapon. Now, is this, you know, it's funny you say this because I, I, I was just listening to the, as I call him, the dimwit in diapers. Some people call him president. Talk about how America is the root of the problem when it comes to this nonsense of climate change. Now, my, my opinion is it's, they know it's a scheme and they want to use it to profit. But your focus is more on a diabolical nature 
that they do believe there are too many human beings in the world and they are coming up with creative ways to eliminate the uh, progression of life itself among human beings. Is that right? Well, I mean, again, all, I'm a journalist, right? So I never guess. Right. Um, all I know is what is in these documents. They're primary source documents released under court order that that the FDA asked the court to keep hidden for 75 years. And so what you see there is a focus on and a knowledge of the role of the injections in destroying reproduction. I mean, incredible detail, everything from packing uh, lipid nanoparticles into ovaries, which they knew would get worse and worse with each injection, to knowing the lipid nanoparticles traverse the placenta and compromise it, knowing that there's something in the semen, and I'm sorry this is upsetting to vaccinated people listening, but the semen of vaccinated men that, in Pfizer's words, um, is dangerous to women, their women's sexual partners or to the, the embryos of their women's sexual partners. Um, they define exposure to vaccines and semen as exposure to the vaccine, um, you know, all the way to uh, they knew that the lipid nanoparticles and the polyethylene glycol, a petroleum product, would get into the breast milk of vaccinated moms and poison their babies to the point of killing the babies. Um, they knew that it would cause the materials in the vaccine would cause 80% abortion rates, spontaneous abortion rates, and miscarriage rates in one section of the Pfizer documents, and, and so on and so on. Um, so but this is the, you have this in the documentation itself. And this is making sense Correct. because in the beginning, when the forced vaccinations were happening, Senator Ron Johnson had hundreds and hundreds of hours of women specifically who were affected by this, young women right. who had problems with their menstruation, who couldn't walk. This is all part of it then. This was the intention. Absolutely the intention. Look, so I guess what I'm trying to say is because these are scientific documents and very technical, nothing in the document says, oh, we're trying to destroy women reproductively. But every focus of their scrutiny and their planning and their data recording shows that they were intent on reproductive harms. They knew they were causing reproductive harms. They documented reproductive harms, and they kept going. So it's very much like if you saw the notebooks, right? He doesn't say in the notebooks, we've got to kill Jews, but he's just experimenting on Jewish prisoners and, and murdering them and, and continuing to experiment on them and murder them. For example, there's one chart, it's so hard to look at as a, as a woman, um, in which um, Pfizer confirms that 72% of the adverse events are in women. Of these, in Pfizer's words, 16% are, quote, reproductive disorders, end quote, versus 0.49 for men. And it's a chart showing 20 different horrible things they were doing to female menstruation. So it's like bleeding every single day of your life, tens of thousands of women in that category. Uh, two periods a month, tens of thousands of women. No periods at all, meaning no babies, totally infertile, thousands of women. Ten-year-old girls menstruating upon being injected, thousands of, of girls. You know, eighty-year-old um, women menstruating decades postmenopausally. Uh, five figures, and, and you know, women in agony with cramps, women pa- hemorrhaging, passing weird tissue. I mean, this is all documented in this chart. They knew impassively that they were doing this. And by the way, I was deplatformed and globally smeared in 2021 by the CDC. It turns out in the White House and DHS and Twitter in alignment. Um, this has come out through a, 
actions by attorneys general in Missouri and Louisiana uh, for warning women early on that women were having menstrual problems. Well, if I hadn't been censored, uh, then millions of women wouldn't be suffering now. And you don't have to be a rocket scientist to know that if women have menstrual problems in 2021, there will be fertility problems in 2023. And that is what we're seeing, a 13 to 20 percent drop in live births in Western Europe and North America. We would be better off if it was just the money grab mafia scheme that I was describing it as. This is something truly evil, and that is why, as I describe the new Marxist movement in this country as the Fourth Reich, it's really true. I'm more aligned with the idea it's, it's, it's eugenics, it's insanity, it's about destroying the future, and it really does fit the theme of pretty much every policy of control of most totalitarians throughout history, does it not? Um, well, I think it's <laughs> technology has allowed these people to go beyond what um, for other totalitarian regimes uh, were able to do. So, yes, it's an alignment. Um, it's definitely genocidal and it's eugenics, and and that's the effect, right? Yeah. And it's really interesting to me that it's targeting you know Americans, the Western Europeans, because it means that it look it's war without shooting. It's, it's war yeah. via injection because we're being disabled and sterilized and murdered. Meanwhile, and I'm the daughter of immigrants, I believe in legal immigration, but meanwhile, our borders are open and people who are not um, acculturated to democracies are pouring in. So you're going to have in five years a situation in which, you know, China won't even have to have a fight with us because we're, we'll mm-hmm. already be debilitated. And already there will be non-Americans who don't have that um, ideology of standing up for the Constitution, standing up for civil liberties and so on. Now, Dr. Naomi Wolf, I know you're doing um, uh, shows and I know you're doing shows like mine, shows that are bigger than mine. Are you getting attention from senators, from congressmen? Have you reached out to Ron Johnson, who has been at the forefront, or or, or Rand Paul? Have you reached out to these people or are they giving you the attention you deserve? I mean, honestly, I'm pretty um, pretty frustrated. Uh, I mean, there's a complete blackout from the same legacy media that had me on for, you know, 35 years to talk about women's health and re- women's reproductive and sexual health. But also on the conservative side, um, you'd think there would be people in Congress fighting at least to make this known. But I haven't had anyone contact me. I've done everything I could to... You know, like I literally said two days ago on Twitter, members of Congress call me. Dr. Walensky is perjuring herself. Um, mm-hmm. I, I've not been successful. And more frustratingly, by now, um, you know, I've been on War Room so many times and I, you know, we've done all we can to get this information to the public eye. Uh, when Republicans questioned Dr. Walensky, they were not asking her serious questions. They were not asking her follow-up questions. And honestly, the money flows from pharma and from Google and from big tech and from Facebook, you know, in both directions, both sides of the aisle. Does it end up at Epstein Island? But one thing I wanted to discuss with you is that we have been very fortunate that Senator Ron Johnson um, has kind of come on the show a couple times. We have his information. I'm going to have the producer who you've been talking to as we've been having these phone difficulties kind of make a connection because he, this fits into exactly what he was doing, which was censored 
two and a half years ago as he brought on women. I have the clips. It all makes sense to exactly what you're saying. And it also fits into something that Dr. John Campbell has been doing in Europe. He has been notifying and, and telling people, even though he has to be careful how he says it, that we've had a massive uptick in death. In most countries, it's between 18 and 22 percent. This all comes together, and ultimately, we're going to have to be resilient, and we're going to have to be undeterred in the face of a common Fourth Reich. It's the only way to explain it, and the New World Order that is trying to censor any kind of rebuttal to this this pablum of masks and vaccines and the ignoring of the actual facts. So I want to thank you for the book. Please let the people know the, the book is um, The Bodies of Others, The New Authoritarians, COVID-19 and the War Against Human. But tell everybody your website so they can go and check it out. And I'm going to have Honey Bunny try to reach out to Senator Ron Johnson. I mean, that's great. I saw Senator Johnson. I mean, I'm not trying to be mean, but I saw Senator Johnson interrogate Rochelle Lewinsky. He didn't ask her follow-up questions. He didn't ask her for the data on which she lied, you know, on the basis of which she lied to the public. Yeah. I, I think he's a cool guy, but he's not, you know, he, he's not making anything happen substantively. Well, he's under, you know, he, he. you remember his election year. He was under attack himself. Then we'll go to Rand Paul. And if we can't get Rand Paul, we'll go to somebody else. But we're not going to stop, right? Okay, well, I mean, you know, please do. I mean, I guess yeah. what I what I feel and what you can probably hear in my voice is I'm really tired. I know. A tiny startup and, and we're like I working know. day and night to get this out there and the people we've elected or that your team has elected are not helping. You know, they're, they're not. Yeah. So, you know, over to you guys, by all means, I'll, I'll do all I can once you, so, you know, bring this out to them. People can find a book on Amazon. It's War Room Daily Cloud Pfizer Documents Research Reports. Um, and they can find it, the reports, if they can't afford to buy the book, on dailycloud.io. And, yes, my book about this whole uh, time in general is called Bodies of Others on Amazon. Um, well, thank you so much. Well, Dr. Naomi Wolf, I've been a fan of yours for years. I love what you do. I love the thank fact you. that you are, even though tired, you still are the stone they break against. So <laughs> you remember that. And uh, we'll have you back again, okay? All right. Thank you so much. More important, get me to Congress. I'll stand by for that. You got it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye. We'll be back with your calls and comments. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I think it's very important that you understand who Dr. Naomi Wolf was. We had some problems, the phones, you heard it. But there's something you should know about Dr. Naomi Wolf. In 1990, she wrote a book. That book catapulted her into fame. She's an American feminist author. This is how she was touted, not by me, not by conservative media, but by the actual media that now tells you to bend knee to the corrupt oligarchy we're victims of. She's a journalist. Following her first book, The Beauty Myth, she became a leading spokeswoman of what has been described as the third wave of the feminist movement. Feminists, including... Gloria Steinem and Betty Friedan praised her work for decades until the greatest bioweapon released on mankind, where she differed from the government opinion, where she differed from political correctness. The bottom line here is the vaccine does not prevent infection. It does not prevent transmission. And we're not supposed to talk about this anymore, right? 
You're supposed to use these clips of Jerry Nadler, Cobblepot from Batman, the freakish-looking moron that he is, about wearing masks. Everyone knew the mask did guts on gold. We used to make fun of China. They walked around with the masks on for pollution. Now it's a like a name tag for Democrat Marxist morons. I really don't mind when Democrats wear it. Most of them are repulsive-looking anyway. So why would we make anybody take it? It is insane. These are self-inflicted wounds, whether we're talking about the military, within our, our health systems, you know, any parts of our economy where we force... Now, most of the information that Senator Ron Johnson and Rand Paul and others were letting out about women who were harmed by it has been redacted, removed, censored. But we still have a couple of old clips. Let's see if these bode well. COVID has exposed the awesome power that can be misused by government officials. The loss of basic freedoms has been nothing less than breathtaking. Our response to the pandemic has been a miserable failure. A miserable failure. Over one million lives lost. The human toll of the economic devastation caused by shutdowns that did not work. You can't quantify, but I like Dr. Naomi Wolf immensely. always did. But Senator Ron Johnson was asking for paperwork. He wasn't asking the CDC director, Walensky, because she's about as smart as Mandy Cohen, the new one. But he's been asking the entities themselves, the bureaucracies of fascism, the Fourth Reich. Again, this is with Jamie Farrar of the Welcome Trust. So we, we had redactions with, you know, privileged information. It didn't apply, and we still had it redacted. I don't have time to get into that. This is completely inappropriate. And by the way, we're down. You have produced 350 pages to us in the reading room. For over a year, we've been asking for the last 50 pages. This is what the 50 pages look like, okay? And the bureaucracy, the justice system in this country, allowed Pfizer to not disclose their information for 75 years, except for the information that Dr. Naomi Wolf has since got. The book is something that the caveman at Remke's Garage was asking me, so others should know the title of the book. The book is The Bodies of Others, The New Authoritarians, COVID-19, and the War Against the Human. We'd be lucky if it was just a money scheme that I know it is, that I've proved it is for the last three years. It may be something more nefarious. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Wear your mask, take your pill, now a whole generation's mentally You know, it's funny, Squirrel. What set the trajectory for this? In my opinion, it's something I luckily avoided as a young man, but witnessed as a young man. And that was the acceptance of a corrupt company and corrupt companies and an industry like Big Pharma. Where did it really, really, really start? Six things that we didn't know were ADHD related. And number one is taking risks even when unnecessary. Number two, being forgetful. Number three, talking quickly. And number four, it's difficult to go to bed at a reasonable time. Number five, picking fights with others because we're bored. Six, and finally, having trouble making decisions. You just described everybody in Melrose Park, everybody in Elmwood Park, everybody in Chicago, and you just described everybody. 
and they kept sending me these kids. One kid, Charlie, comes in, and his mom says, and Charlie comes up to me while I'm, you know, comes into the room, comes up to me, takes my stethoscope out of my pocket, puts it in his ears correctly, right? There's a 50-50 chance he could have put it in wrong, and starts listening to his heart. So I say to the mom, well, what's wrong with Charlie? And she says, oh, he's ADHD. The teachers want me to get him on Ritalin. I'm looking at this kid listening to his heart thinking, he's ADHD? Well, how come he's listening to his heart instead of uh, acting ADHD? So I say, well, what makes you think he's ADHD? Oh, he can't spell. Oh, now there's a clear diagnosis of ADHD if I've ever heard one. So if we teach him to spell, that would be... That would, that would... Can you spell supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, Squirrel? Me either. You see, a, you see a pattern here? Did you know, Squirrel, that schools get money when a kid is diagnosed with ADHD? Oh, it's true. Then they get, what do they call it, the IEN, EIN? No, the EIN is when you open an LLC. They get a number, and the school gets money. And Big Pfizer gets a lot of money. And then they kick it back to the government, who makes sure your kids keep getting diagnosed. This is where it started. How do you quantify it? Because now we're in a, in a quasi-fascist nation that is very comfortable doubling down on stupid as it refuses to give us the information of exactly what they gave to the American people. And the problem? Yeah. I mean, he was getting straight zeros. So a friend of mine, Pat Wyman, who does HowToLearn.com, has a video, uh, had a video at the time called Super Spelling Strategy. And she'd given it to me, so I gave it to uh, the mom and said, here, watch this video, do what she tells you to do, and the kid will learn to spell. So she watches the video, the kid learns to spell, and then learns to read. Back from using his spelling abilities, he learns to read. You think Steve Jobs would have been diagnosed with ADHD? I do. But there was a different time in society. You see, it's not just the schools and the politicians that get the money in control. Turns out people get the money in control. Yes, if your child has ADHD, you qualify too for certain disability and welfare benefits. With virtual schooling, the new reality for millions of students and parents are more closely observing their kids at home. Experts say it's sparking an uptick in ADHD evaluations and diagnoses. As part of our Kids Under Pressure series, NBC News correspondent Joanne Kent spoke to a mother and daughter about how they reached out for help. Until about a year ago, Susan McLaughlin's 12-year-old daughter, Izzy, was a straight-A student. But when the pandemic hit and school went online, simply getting through virtual classes became nearly impossible. Yeah, because it's boring. The teachers in the public school system are boring. They're fat and slothenly. They don't know Jack. You got a bunch of morons running around. Are you a U.S. citizen? I am, indeed. How's your civics knowledge? Horrible. I have no clue. What civics? Bruh. What three branches make up the government? Oh, yeah, no, I can't pass it. <laughs> That's how you throw away a country. The youngest, the richest, built on individuality. Because it doesn't pay to be an individual. Those are the ones that pay for the collective failure. That is the American government and their supporters, morons. I'll be back in 21 hours. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.